You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 23, Is This Heaven? of the Fly the W670 podcast. Tommy Birch was excellent, great information. Nobody knows more about the Field of Dreams game and what's happening with the Iowa Cubs than Tommy. Always great to hear from him. All right, Crowley, we talked about the experience. Now let's go through the game itself. So Thursday night out in Iowa, different setting, obviously, and... uh, what happened? What did you see? Tell us how. Uh, tell us how the scoring happened. Tell us how the Cubs won this one. Well, you had uh, Drew Smiley on the mound for the Cubs, and we talked about how that last time out he had a great start versus Nick Lodolo, and Drew Smiley once again just had a great game, and uh, you know just kind of you scratch your head. You know, I'm surprised the team didn't try to take a flyer on him for the trade deadline. Maybe they off someone offered, but uh, he had a great game. But the Cubs jumped all over Nick. Lodolo to start the game you know they got two outs right away but then wisdom was hit by a pitch say Suzuki will double wisdom scores and so the Cubs are up one nothing Nico Horner singles Suzuki scores the Cubs are up two nothing and then Hap will take a double to center Nico scores so right away you're up three nothing and so that was exciting yeah, it was a really great start, and I love the fact, Crowley, that all of that happened with two outs, and then those guys did stuff with you know the dreaded runners in scoring position stat that we've had a, a lot of fun picking apart. Not fun, but something that's been a recurring theme on the Fly the W podcast was how many more guys are going to get left stalled out. So it was great to take that early lead. It was. Unfortunately, they were going to be leaving a lot of runners on. but uh, <coughs> Well, we'll top- get there. We'll get there. Good things first. Good things first. Top of the third scary moment. Uh, Wilson walks. Wisdom singles. But Wilson twists his ankle as he's going around second. He falls down, and he is very much in pain, and we're all freaking out. Um, and, and the trainer comes out, and David Ross comes out, and they're helping him back. I thought he was going to be out of the game. And so uh, he was, so he's out because he was trying to get to third and he had fallen down. And so he was tagged. And so wisdom was at first, he couldn't advance anymore. So wisdom steals second, say a walks, Horner flies out and half strike out strikes out. But then in the top and the, in the bottom of the third, I was shocked to see Wilson Contreras come back behind the plate. I was too Crowley Crowley. I said, I was watching that game with some guys via zoom. And I said, that's it. I said, they were go- they were supposed to trade Wilson Contreras. It didn't happen. He comes back, hits a home run in his first game back at Wrigley Field. And I said, this is the way we're going to remember the last Nico Horner. I'm sorry, the last Wilson Contreras moment as a Chicago Cub. Were Boy, you? Were, I'm glad were, I was wrong. Yeah, it, it was. I just was wondering. Do you think if it wasn't the Field of Dream game, let's say they're at Wrigley or the Great American Ballpark, do you think he comes back out? It's a great question 
great question. Is, he, is it because it was the field of dream? Is he trying to show Cubs fans and Cubs management how much everything means to him? Was that part of it? If he had a contract, a three or four year contract right now for a hundred million or 90 million or 85, whatever, would it have been different? So all very, very good and very interesting points that you bring up. That is something we talked about this morning on the Mullion Haw show. I'm not a hundred percent sure the guy, listen, the guy's tough as nails that, that I know for sure. And, and, and again, all the, a lot of the players were very excited to play this game. And you know you're having a massive audience. I don't know the numbers yet. I know that the White Sox-Yankees just did huge numbers last year. I'm hoping to see the same this year. But, you know, that's a showcase type thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was a, it was a fun game. It didn't have the home runs. I think that was the one thing that it lacked for me overall the game is that we needed some we needed some balls flying out into that corn when the game was actually being played. We were we were hoping for that, but in the top of the fourth, they do get runs. The old fashioned way, uh, Nelson Velasquez and PJ Higgins with back to back singles to lead it off. Morel pops out at third. Nick Madrigal, we gotta talk about him. He singles. Velasquez uh and Velasquez and uh scores and the Cubs are up again. Um, and so two runs actually scored on that. No, just Velasquez scored. So it, it was uh, a fun inning. And so Nikki two strikes is going to single Velasquez scores and the Cubs are up for nothing. Um, Wilson Contreras flies out there. Stadies Aquino who throws out Higgins at third and the threat. That was an amazing throw. Amazing throw, no doubt about it. Let, let's talk about Nick Madrigal really really quick here, Crowley. So he'll end up finishing this game with three hits, a stolen base. He has some hits in the National Series that we did not completely review, right? Um, right. I mentioned today that I was a little bit concerned that Nicky Madrigal might play so well in these last 50 or so games that the Cubs are going to say, you know what we don't need? We don't need to upgrade at shortstop because we got nowhere else to move Nico Horner because we now have found our answer at second base. So I'm a little leery of that. I'm curious to see what you think of that, or that shouldn't be an obstacle because maybe you can play Nico at um, third base. Maybe you could play Nico at center field. And again, you know, if, if you're talking, if it comes down to Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson or any of those shortstops, Xander Bogarts, I mean, you get those guys. I mean, we're not, we're not, that's not potential. That's, we know what they are. So that shouldn't right. affect you in any which way. If that's the guy you think you want to build around, then that's what you're going to build around. Okay. Okay. I was curious to what you think of that. All right. Continue. Sorry for sidetracking. You continue on no, this game. No, I right? love it. In the bottom of the seventh, Michael Rucker comes into pitch. Uh, Jose Barrio has a leadoff double to left. Jake Frail walks. He's a pinch hitter. Matt Reynolds doubles. So both Barrero and Fraley score, and the Cubs lead 4-2. to two. But the guy who's really been nails has been Brandon Hughes lately. He comes in, and he gets Zenzel to ground out, Farmer to fly out, and he strikes out Joey Votto to end the three. So very excited with what I'm seeing out of Brandon Hughes. Yeah, that was good. And, you know, the other thing really quick, and obviously you didn't hear this part being at the game, but at home, Joey Votto and Ian Happ were mic'd up for the Fox broadcast. Uh, Crowley, when you get to listen back, and I'll be curious in episode number 24 to get your take on this, but Joey Votto almost was likable. Almost, almost likable, Joey Votto, after hearing him on, on the Fox broadcast. He's a likable guy, don't get me wrong. He just, he just, it just stinks when he's one of those guys that beats your brains in all the time. 
Yeah, he's been doing that for years for the Reds against the Cubs. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's finish this one up, bud. Bottom of the ninth, one, two, three inning for the now, it's clearly apparent, closer Rowan Wick. He gets a strikeout. He gets a grounder right back to him with the old one, three, and then a strikeout to end the game. And as I talked about earlier, the fireworks are going off and everybody walks off happy except for the Reds fans. But even they walked off happy because it was a fun night. Fun night. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fun night. So you know, the Cubs got to fl- fly the W Crowley. That's always, always a good thing. And now we have an unusual Friday without Cubs baseball. No day game, no night game. The, uh, the, Teams got on planes last night after the game, headed out to Cincinnati. We had uh, Ron Coomer on this morning, said they got in about 3 a.m. Cincinnati time, so I'm sure it's going to be a lot of napping and relaxation out in the in the uh, Cincinnati area for our Cubs. And now they will get back on the field Friday afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, depending on which way you look at it. And we've got Adrian Sampson throwing for the Northsiders. Right, so that, that that's game two. It's going to be uh, Saturday at the Great American Ballpark, Adrian Sampson versus Graham Ashcroft. Um, what you've seen is there is so much turnover with the Reds. Uh, they were very active uh, during the trade deadline, and so they don't have a lot of people left. Uh, and so, uh, you know, a lot of these people don't have experience against Adrian Sampson, and a lot of people, a lot of the Cubs don't have experience versus Graham Ashcroft. Uh, Jonathan India, who leads off, has the most at-bats against Adrian Sampson in five. You know what I mean? So you really have no sample size, but he did it at a home run, uh, you know, and then Joey Votto is hitting 500 and four at-bats, so he got two hits. But, again, these, these are so many players that you don't recognize. The one guy you do recognize, Albert Almora. Uh, so he made some plays in the outfield the other night, so he's still around. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that we, you know, this is now the soft part of the Cubs' schedule. Whoever wrote the MLB schedule did not do the Cubs any favors in the first half at all. And the second half, it's a little bit easier here. You know, we've had series against Miami, Washington, Cincinnati. So th- this is kind of one of those things where it- it's hard to really gauge how great of a performance things are. You know what I mean? Right. So it goes back to the development versus winning. And then, Crowley, they will go back to Washington after Cincinnati. But let's not jump that far ahead. We've got game three, a 1240 first pitch. Keegan Thompson throwing for the Cubs in that one. Yep. Keegan Don, uh, Keegan Thompson versus uh, Justin Dunn. And once again, only one Cub has seen Justin Dunn, and that's Nick Magical, who's 0 for 1. And only a few people have seen uh, Keegan Thompson. Again, Jonathan India, uh, these guys all played one game against Keegan Thompson. So at, at this point, you're, you're not really too concerned about that. It's, it's trying to build on starts. And I've been a little bit nervous. I don't want to say nervous, but just kind of looking at Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson. These were guys that were not anticipated to be starters. They were intended to be piggyback guys, bullpen guys. And so I'm just watching very closely innings and – if they're hitting walls, um, you know, 
Keegan, the last three starts against Washington, went six innings. He gave up one run. Start before that in St. Louis, he got tagged pretty good. And then, you know, the start before that in Pittsburgh, he went seven innings and gave up uh, zero runs on four hits. So I'm hoping to see Keegan have, you know, build on those good starts. But again, you know, sometimes it's good. You, you get a little bit of a breather here. You know what I mean? That, that you, you're not having to play all these dominant, awesome teams uh, day in and day out. Right. This is a good opportunity too, Crowley, I think. We saw a little bit of it last night, Thursday night, as we're recording this on Friday for you. We saw the offense pick it up a little bit. So this would be a good time for the offense to become unbroke and get fixed against a uh, not-so-hot Reds pitching staff. All right, so we both know that the Cubs have already won one, so we've flown the W once. We've got two more games, Saturday, late afternoon, early evening, and then a day game on Sunday. Prediction time, Crowley. Um, I'm going to say that the Cubs fly the W one more time. I'm going to say they split out in Cincinnati, have a little more faith in the game on Sunday than I do on Saturday. It seems like for some reason the Cubs aren't giving Adrian Sampson a whole lot of run support. They haven't given anybody a whole lot of run support. How about you? You see, you pulling the broom out on this one, or are you going two out of three or one out of three? I think, I, boy, maybe I'm still happy. Maybe I'm still delirious from lack of sleep. But I'm going to go for the sweep right here. Adrian Sampson, like you said, no run support. The guy still doesn't have a win yet, and he's pitched so many good games for the Cubs. So I would just love to see him get the win, and I think I think Keegan's going to handle business on Sunday. So I'm hoping that we can sweep, fly the W. You know, when I look at Adrian Sampson, it just comes down to there always seems to be one inning that gets him, and I'm hoping that inning doesn't manifest itself. Yeah, if you give up one run, no big deal. Just don't give up a crooked number. All right, Crawley's going for the sweep. I'm going for two out of three. Before we wrap this up, Crawley, uh, after we've listened to you, we can actually see you on television, I'm told. Yeah, I'm going to be on Marquee Network at 4 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. There is a new game show called Most Valuable Partner. So not only would you see me, you will be seeing my wife, and we are going to be competing against two other couples. So it'll be it's a lot of fun. We had a good time shooting it. So if you know if you want to DVR it or if you just want to you know tune in live, it's going to be fun and it's just kind of new content. Marquis going to keep developing stuff, so we'll see what happens. Yep, I am going to uh, run to my DVR as soon as we are done recording this one. That is a wrap. This was season one. It is. One of our favorite episodes, as we asked, Is This Heaven? It was episode number 23. We thank you for listening, downloading, and liking us. We'll be back with you early next week. We will wrap up the Red Series. Crowley will get a chance to watch the game on Fox off his DVR. We'll give a little uh, critique of him on the Marquee Network as well. So, Crowley, thanks a lot. Go get yourself some sleep, bud. Yeah, and, and, and do me a favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to all our socials. You can follow us at Twitter and Instagram at FlyTheW670. You can check us out at Facebook at FlyTheW, or you can email us at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com.